0: My friends, welcome to Worship for Carmen United Church this June 28th of 2020. I'm the pastor here of this church, Reverend Nick Phillips, and I'm so glad that you are joining us from wherever you are joining from. Feel free to drop us a note. We'd love to hear where you're watching from. Uh, we'd love to hear if there's anything we can be praying for you. Just come and, and let us know where you're at. and We would love, love to hear from you. May God bless you wherever you are. Now I just ask you to invite you to take a moment to quiet your hearts as we prepare to worship our God today. Let us pray. Lord God, today is a good day. Every day in your presence is a good day. We thank you, God, for the warm summer nights, uh, the warm summer days, the, the cool summer nights. We thank you for friends. We thank you. Family, we thank you, God, for your gift of the Holy Spirit that is among us. May you bless us in this time of worship together, even though we are in our separate places. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. In our scripture reading from today, we hear the final teaching of Jesus that he gives in his Sermon on the Mount. And so we read today from Matthew 7. Verses 24 to 29. Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he had taught as one who had authority, not as one of their teachers of the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that we do choose to worship you. And Lord, as we gather around your word today, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Engineering fascinates me. I like to know how things are built. I like figuring out how they work. I I like to know what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. Good engineering is important because if you make a mistake, you you don't plan well, lives are at risk. If you know any Canadian trained engineers, then you might know that they wear an iron ring on the pinky finger of their dominant hand. The ring is bestowed upon the engineer in a private ceremony as they leave university and enter to the workforce. The myth is that the first original iron rings gifted in 1925 were made from the beams of a bridge that uh, was being built in Quebec but collapsed during construction. In reality, the, the rings were, were made by World War I veterans in hospital in Toronto, which is, of course, still a very special gift. But they tell the myth because it's used to reinforce the symbolism of the ring, to remind engineers that lives depend on the quality of their work. Therefore, compromise is not an option. A solid foundation is critically important for anything that is being built. When the kids used to love building things with their blocks in the house, building towers or whatever, uh, I always made sure that I tried to make a, a good, strong foundation so that my creation would be, would be sturdy and, and strong and able to withstand for maybe a little bit some of the uh, abuse that children like to, or destruction they like to cause on their creations. It's all fun, but it's good if it lasts a little longer, right? I also remember doing a children's story in a church once where I had the kids try to build a tower from a deck of playing cards. In my plan, we were going to build with two different methods. The first was pretty much guaranteed to fail. But the second was to hopefully ensure success. But as we were building on the first attempt One of the parents sitting in the front row, she got a bit frustrated and uh, watching us fail and fail and fail, so she jumped in to start fixing our creation with the better design. In a way, she kind of proved my point. Flailing around, just doing whatever seems to be right, whatever we feel like, doesn't always create a sustainable, long-lasting, desirable outcome. And it can be frustrating to try and live in that way. When we build a home, we just don't build them however we want them to look without first considering the structural integrity of what it is we're trying to build. I mean, we want our houses to last, do we not? We don't want to spend all that money, all that time, just to have to rebuild it in a year's time because it fell down around us. We, we do not want that. Jesus reminds us the importance of a foundation. And as these are the last words of his message in the Sermon on the Mount, foundation seems to be important. Now, as we've gone through this journey of the Sermon on the Mount over the last few months, I've really quite enjoyed it. It's been helpful to me to remind myself as to what Uh, Jesus saw as important at the start of his ministry. And to see also how it relates to so much more of what he taught throughout his life. Of what we read throughout the rest of the Gospels. So much of what Jesus teaches and, and does later on can be based on. We can find it in his sermon on the mount. This is the foundation of his teaching. This is the basis of his ministry. What will drive him and push him and, and direct him for the next three years of his life. And so let's just hear those words again, of those final words that he, he says at the end of his sermon. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the, the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its rock on the foundation. It had the foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Those are the final words Jesus gives in the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus, at the close of this message, he's he's given us a decision we need to make. We can hear all these teachings that he's given and we can accept them or we can reject them. He says, if we hear these words, and if we take them and we incorporate them into our life, then we have a solid foundation on which to build our faith. He says that when the trials of life come, when the the storms hit us, as they always seem to do, we will not fall, we will not lose our faith. Now think about this for a moment. Think about all that we have learned from Jesus as we spent these few months going through his Sermon on the Mount. As we've worked through this important message Jesus has for us. What, What have we learned? Well, we learned right off the bat that Jesus blesses everyone. But in particular, Jesus has come to bless people who feel like outsiders, people who feel forgotten in society. We've learned about the importance of forgiveness. We've learned about the healing forgiveness can bring into our lives, can, can bring into our relationships. We've learned that to be followers of Jesus, it means changing how we react to the circumstances and, and, the, and the way of the world that is around us, which means instead of maybe Responding in anger and judgment, which is good sometimes, but we are to respond with love and compassion. We've learned to be humble in our service to others and in to God. We were told not to seek personal gain or personal accolades, but to lift up Jesus as the example of our faith and of our lives. We've learned that we're to set our sights on heavenly things, the heavenly reward, and not the earthly rewards that are around us. And by doing so, God will watch over us and provide for us. So we also learned at the same time about the importance of trusting in God at the same time. And we've learned that being faithful to God is about relationship. It's about a relationship with God and how that relationship impacts our interactions with those who are around us. Our God, our Father in heaven, is a God who wants and seeks relationship with us. Now this is just kind of a a bird's eye view of all that we've covered over the last four months. And maybe we've learned a little bit more. Maybe we've learned a bit more about who we are as children of God. Maybe we've learned about how Jesus wants us to live. Maybe we've heard a verse or two or three or 15 or 20, which offers us a different perspective than how we normally view the world. And maybe through this, we're working on our own character so that we can be better Christians as a result. And if we're doing this, that's great. This is good. We're taking those words. We're making them part of our daily practice as Jesus has invited us to do. And while we're doing this, it means we are fortifying our foundation. We are strengthening it, shoring it up, You are protecting your faith when the storms of life come. Things like illness, like global pandemics, things like death and and loss, and even things that just feel like a, a string of bad luck. We all have those moments, don't we? A strong foundation is so important in so many aspects of life. Even when I'm coaching basketball, I try to teach my players the importance of having a strong base. They need need to know how to leverage their lower body for all aspects of the game, offense and defense, to use the strength that they have to be a complete player. The same goes for our faith. We need a strong foundation. We need to be reading our Bibles. We need to be active in our prayer life. We need to be seeking to grow our faith, which is why I'm offering the the, the course on discipleship right now. So we can grow our faith, so we can have a strong foundation should we find challenges in our life and we know they're going to come. We build the foundation that teaches us to trust in God in all times, the good and the bad. If we don't seek to continually grow in our faith, if we, if we don't listen to what Jesus offers us, then Jesus says we're building our faith on sand. Our foundation, it will be weak, and they will, they, will, they will fail when the storms of life come. I think we all remember that giant sinkhole that was in the news last year up the province in Oxford. It, was, it seemed like it was in the news every night as it continued to grow and just swallow the earth that is around it. Now, I've, I have since found out that Oxford is, is basically, basically built on a foundation of gypsum, which is a problem because gypsum is a very soft rock which erodes quite easily. Now, I saw in the news just this past week there was a bit of an update about the, about the Oxford area There is a lake, or maybe I should say there was a lake because it's being drained by yet another sinkhole. A whole lake is disappearing because the water has eroded through another layer of gypsum. So now this lake is nearly empty as it's being emptied into some underground cavern somewhere, someplace. They don't really know. When we hear the words of Jesus and we don't put them into practice, when we don't learn and grow in our faith, when we just simply say we're a Christian without actually showing it, then our foundation, it's weak. And we are at risk of being eroded and drained or washed away in the storms of life. I've seen it. I've witnessed it church people who attend regularly, who volunteer when they face challenges that, they, that they're not prepared to deal with, their faith can crumble and they walk away from the church. It's a very real reality and it's also very sad because it's happening in the church all over the place. Even some prominent Christian music artists, part of some of the biggest churches in the world. People who have made a very good living at creating some of the best Christian music, some of the most popular Christian music in the world today. They've walked away from the church in the last year. A couple of prominent ones have. These people were in the, seemingly in the prime of their musical careers. They were lifted up as examples of the faith creating some of the most celebrated praise music in the world right now, and they walked away from their faith, the church and their faith. What do their stories tell us? Does it tell us that they're not good people? Does it mean that their work was all for nothing? I'm going to say no, it was not. What it tells us, though, is that the global church, it failed them. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus, in his final words to the disciples, as we finish his initial words, his final words to his disciples, Jesus tells them to go out and make disciples of all nations, which means all people. So they brought these talented young musicians into the church. They gave them leadership positions. They gave them a global stage. But the church never discipled them when you read the stories about why they left the church, it's usually because they can't deal with what they see as the hypocrisy. They struggle to balance what they see in the world, what they see in the church, against what they read in the Bible. You see, they were taught rules. They weren't necessarily taught about relationship and faith and discipleship. So in a sense, They were being built up on sand instead of stone. The other night at the Bible study, we had a conversation about what does it mean to make disciples. Now, are we told to make disciples? Yes, we are, Matthew 28. So does that mean we all need to go out into the streets and preach on the street corners? No, it does not. What it means is we're to extend, extend the hand of Christ to others in whatever way we are skilled and gifted to do so. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 and 36, he says this, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And Jesus says, someone's going to ask him, Lord, when did we do these things? And Jesus says, when they ask that question, he's going to say this. He says, truly I tell you, whatever you did, For one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And that's from Matthew 25, 40. Something as simple as giving someone a cup of water or visiting them or meeting their basic needs is work Jesus invites us to do. He invites us to do this in order to share God's love with them. Maybe it can mean that some, one day you'll say to someone, I'll pray for you. And then you'll go home and actually actually do it. How, many often, how often do we tell someone we'll pray for them and then forget? Or maybe it would mean that even in the moment, we'll turn to them and say, you know what? Can we pray about this right now? Just a short prayer. And if they say no, they say that's fine. I'll be sure to pray about it when I go home. These are simple acts that help plant seeds of faith and hope in people's lives. It is our symbol of remembering the great love that Jesus has for us. So like those iron rings that engineers wear, a sign of their commitment to good, ethical work and the consequences of failing to do so, we too have a symbol we like to wear, which bears a strong reminder for us in our faith. We have the cross. We have those two wooden beams which held our Savior and took his life so we would know the depth of God's love for us. This is our reminder of our need to do good work In the name of the one who came to give his life for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So let us grow in our faith. Let us pray. Let us read our Bibles. Let us discuss the issues of this world in the lens of God's love for all his children and build our foundation on God's rock so that when the storms of life come, we are ready. We are safe. We are secure. And we know we are loved. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this time of worship. We thank you for the incredible teachings of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Those, that, that, that rock upon which we build our faith. May we continue to grow and learn as Jesus leads us in our lives and, and strengthens our foundation. Lord, we pray today for so many things. We first, first, we want to celebrate with and, and pray for our students who have graduated high school over this week and who are moving on to the next stages of their lives. Now, we know things are different this year, but we pray your blessing upon them. We pray especially today for our Carmen graduates, Catherine, Holly, Jill, Ainsley, and Blair. Lord, may you bless them, bless their lives, as you have blessed us by their presence and participation in our church. We are thankful for them. We, we love them. And we pray your blessing upon them and all their lives. Lord, we pray for all of our children who have ended the school year and are looking forward to being with their friends in the classroom again, whenever that may be, after this long time of, of being apart. Bless and protect our children, we pray. May they grow in the light of your love and may they be blessed. Lord, we also pray for those who suffer from the oppression of racism. We pray for the United Church as we seek ways to become an anti racist denomination. We pray for churches, for ministers. And for all people who are undergoing the tough self-reflection of how racism has benefited their lives at the cost of black people, of of indigenous people, and other people of color. May May we see the errors of our society and seek repentance and forgiveness, both as individuals and as a church and as a nation. And may healing come. Father, we pray too for those who are sick, for those who are in mourning, for those who are alone, for those who are in need of comfort. We pray for those who are struggling with mental health issues. For those who are simply for those who simply do not know where to turn for help. We pray for those who are hungry, for those who who feel lost, for those who are searching for hope but cannot find it. Lord, you know who these people are. You love them. You, You are reaching out to them. You care for them. May they know this. May they feel it May they find what they need in you. May we as a faithful people who are blessed by your Holy Spirit, may we be able to help in whatever way we can. Lord, in this broken world, a world broken by sin, a world broken by greed, a world broken by pride, Lord, may you heal this world. May you bring it back into the intent of your creation that all may be equal, that all may be fed, that all may know they are loved. And Lord, may we, your children, may we, your church, rise up and be part of the revolution, be part of the renewal of this earth. May we be part of bringing your kingdom to this earth as it is in heaven. Speak, O Lord. We, your servants, your children, we are listening. Lord, we turn all of our prayers to you for ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our community, our country, this entire world, we, we take all of these prayers and we offer them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our friend. Amen. Now normally we would have launched into the Lord's Prayer together at the end of that time of prayer. But again, today we have something different to offer. I asked our Bible study groups if they would be interested in leading us in the Lord's Prayer. And thankfully, almost all of them said yes. So here is our Lord's Prayer for today. If you wish to support our church financially, there are a number of ways in which you can do so. Uh, you may drop your envelopes off to myself or to Joyce. You may donate online through our website or through e-transfer using this email address. Whatever way you wish to support our church, we are, great, we, we are very grateful We've been able to continue our ministry without many hiccups. We've been paying our bills. We we have just been richly blessed as we receive uh, your offering. And so we pray that this offering will be used for the goodness and the greatness of God's work and love in the world. Amen. May God bless you all. And again, thank you for joining me today. Wherever you are, May you know the the love of our risen Savior in your lives deeply this day. May he be the rock, the strong foundation upon which we build all of our lives. So let us go forth into this world. In the name of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know. A ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.